Okay, so if you're living under a rock, you probably have not seen the um the new trailer for the Universal film um, Cats, which everyone says looks really creepy. But that those are that's coming from most people who don't have like an obsession and love for um you know the world of musical theater, which I do, and I've always known about this musical. I knew I knew about this musical from when I was first introduced to musical theater when I was really really young, like maybe six or seven. I knew what the musical was. Uh, I knew it was by Andrew Lloyd Webber, and I didn't. I, I'm like a, a fan of the opera, massive fan. Um, so this wasn't this wasn't a show that I was really, um, you know, that aware of. I knew what it was, but I wasn't aware of in terms of knowing the detail and the story and the plot and the music, whatever. But I mean, I knew that song "Memory" as everybody does. It's um, you know such an iconic song. But anyways, so the trailer for this film dropped yesterday, and it actually think it looks really, really good. And I support any film that any musical that's turned into a feature film because it. Reaches a, a a more more of a mass audience, um, and can you know lure young influence young uh, more impressionable kids who don't aren't aware of the arts in the arts because musical theater is the greatest thing ever. So, anyways, it looks fantastic. It comes out in December twenty twenty. I'm sorry, December twenty nineteen, and the cast includes Idris Elba, Rebel Wilson, Judy Dench, Ian McClellan, James Corden, Taylor Swift, of course, Taylor Swift's gonna be because she's a cat aficionado. Ray Winstone, Jennifer Hudson, who, um, her rendition of memory just via the trailer is probably going to be amazing, and, you know, she probably won an Academy Award, which she did for Dreamgirls for seeing I Am Telling You, which is literally one of the best renditions of the song I've ever heard. Um, Lori Davidson, Matt Towley, Jason Derulo, um, and a handful of other very talented people. Um, and anyways, it looks really, really great. It'll be a lot of fun, and I'm sure it will do really, really well. It's directed by Tom Hopper, Hooper, who directed, um, Les Mis with Anne Hathaway, um, Eddie Redmayne, Amanda Seyfried, um, and, you know... All the legends, Hugh Jackman, of course. Um, what was that guy's name? 
Russell Crowe. Oh my gosh, so good. Joshua Borncoin, Helena Bottom Carter, Aaron Tveit, Samantha Barks, on and on and on. Anyway, so this is really exciting news. But that's not what this episode is about. First of all, hello, everyone. I hope you all have a really nice 4th of July. Um, it's been a while. It's been a minute since I've recorded an episode because I've been a little bit busy. I've been, you know, traveling. I was home last week, um, you know, doing a bunch of stuff. I had some work here and whatnot and this stuff. But anyways, I'm going to try to do, like, more more than once a week because although if I do once a week, it's, if I do just one, one episode once a week, it's really good because it's, like, a jam-packed, more detailed episode, which is very, very juicy. Um, but anyways, so much has gone on. But anyways, the main reason why I wanted to record an episode was for two things today. First of all, one of the greatest shows of all time which influenced me, which made me obsessed with TV and Upper East Siders and New York City and Fabulosity and fashion and Mean Girls and, you know, Fabulosity once again, is the greatest news that I think has ever come across my desk for a reboot of a show. Now, we're in a generation, we're in a time where lots of reboots and lots of spinoffs and whatnot are happening, but I think one of the greatest spinoffs that was ever announced, if not the greatest... Aside from Raven's Home, because I love, love, love That's So Raven. It's very funny, and I love Raven, Simone, and Annalisa Vanderpool, who played Raven and Chelsea. Okay, on the 17th of July, it was announced, Gossip Girl Reboot gets series order at HBO Max. Now, just the title alone is insane. First of all, whenever I see the title Gossip Girl, I scream, I faint, I, you know, convulse. Second of all, HBO Max, the fact that, because we all know Gossip Girl was sort of the inaugural massive show that sort of catapulted the CW, which is where Riverdale is, which is, you know, where all these great shows are. But nothing sort of topped Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl was one of those shows that they say reached the was in the zeitgeist. It came out at a time where just all the stars aligned. It was so perfect. It was literally, it was much like Pretty Little Liars. Pretty Little Liars came out on Freeform, formerly ABC Family, when sort of social media was taking off. So that show reached massive audience. And it was probably free, um, ABC Family slash Freeform's biggest show. But Gossip Girl literally was... Like, just, it was just, it was six seasons of one of, I think, the greatest shows on TV, obviously starring Leighton Meester and Blake Lively, Blair, and Serena, um, Penn Bashley, who his second show, You, was massively successful and very good, um, Chase Crawford, who's handsome as hell, and Ned Westwick, who's so charming. Oh, and, um, of course, Taylor Momsen, who is little, um, Cindy Lou Who in The Grinch with Jim Carrey, and Jessica Zor, who's now on the OR, the OR, the OR, whatever Seth MacFarlane show is, and she's really, really good. An amazing cast, Katie Cassidy, Kelly Rutherford, Matthew Settle, um, Dreama Walker, The Beef from Apartment B with Kristen Ritter. Oh, Kristen Ritter was on it. Um, the list is just endless. Uh, Matt McGorry from How to Get Away with Murder was in one episode, a Valentine's episode in a later season. It's just, it's, it's had such a great rotating cast of doors. But anyways, okay. And then second of all, the fact that it's going to HBO Max, which is where Friends is, Friends, as y'all know, I'm sure, Friends is leaving Netflix, which is a huge thing. I'm going to HBO Max, which is sort of, I think, a Warner Brothers network. But the fact, HBO only puts out premium content. Game of Thrones, Westworld, like, just HBO alone. So this, and it didn't just get a pilot order, it got a series order at HBO Max. Okay, I'm going to read you the article. This is from Deadline. This was posted by Denise Petsky, July 17, 2019. Gossip Girl is making another comeback. Warner Media soon to launch streaming service. HBO Max has ordered 10-hour-long episodes of a reimagined version of the pop culture phenomenon that made household names... Stars such as Blake Lively, Leighton Meester, Penn Bashley, Chase Crawford, and Ed Westwick. The project hails from the original series writer and executive producer, Quantico creator Joshua Safran, Josh Schwartz, and Stephanie Savage's fake empire, Alloy Entertainment, <gasps> Warner Brothers TV, and CBS um, Television Studios. By the way, before I continue this article, Stephanie Savage and Josh Schwartz were the creators of the OC. So, I mean, that's just, they, they have, they, they know teenagers. It's like, it's their niche. Much like um, Sean, um, Sean Rhymes' niche is like murder mysteries and scandal and, you know, just Grey's Anatomy. Like, that world is her niche. Ryan Murphy ha- has hit the niche of, um, you know, the arts and the underdog and the outcasts. Like, everybody, every 
former creator, and, and, um, oh my gosh, what is that guy's name? Um, the creator of Riverdale and, and, uh, Sabrina, um, it's his niche, that whole world of Archie Comics. Uh, his name will come to me later. Okay, let me continue the article. Um, like the original series, the new iteration of Gossip Girl written by Saffron is based on the book by Cecily Von Ziesiger, The Logline. Um, eight years after the original website went dark, a new generation of New York private school teens are introduced to the social surveillance of Gossip Girl. The prestige series will address just how much social media the landscape of New York itself has changed in their intervening years. Saffron executive producers with fake empire Short and Savage and Leslie Morgan seen in Gina Girolamo of Alloy Entertainment. Fake Empire's Liz Roniski is co-executive producer of fake, fake Empire and Alloy Entertainment produced in association with Warner Brothers Television and CBS um, Studios. Gossip Girl ran for six seasons from 2007 uh, on the 2012, the best years of my life, on the CW, across 121 episodes, and aired at a time when social media was taking off, literally right before Instagram took off. I wish it was part of Instagram. I wish Instagram had, like, was maybe one or two years earlier, then the show would have probably been, like, massive. But it was massive. The CW president, Mark Pedowitz, revealed in, at TCA in January that there had been, quote, discussions of bringing back the series amid the plethora of classic TV show revivals, but the um, decision hinged on Schwartz, Savage, and Warner Brothers being on board. The sensation of the original series extends beyond television, impacting young women's fashion sense. The New York Times reported that in 2008, the Gossip Girl, that Gossip Girl is one of the biggest influences on how young women spend. spend. The, series of, the series spawned a Gossip Girl fashion line by designer Anna Sweet in 2009. By, 11, by 2011, Warner Brothers partnered with Romeo and Juliet Couture to create another official clothing line inspired by Blake Lively, Serena Vanderwoods, and late music player Waldorf. Um, there are also cosmetics in line with Birchbox, with products curated by the series makeup department head Amy Tagliamonte and hair department head Jennifer Johnson. Verizon Wireless had a contract with the series for five seasons in which characters were seen holding all their cell phones. Industry... Estimates uh, pegged that in 2007, sponsors such as Procter & Gamble's L'Oreal Target and Johnson Johnson shelled over, shelled over $28 million ad dollars to Gossip Girl. Damn, girl. Saffron created the series Quantico, blah, 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 Schwartz and Savage's Nancy Drew for the CW. That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. And um, Stephanie Schwartz and Josh Savage uh, do Marvel's Runners, which is such a good show. And the CW's Dynasty, which is obviously, like, very Gossip Girl-esque. This is just great news. You know why? Because... I don't think I think a reboot is great. I don't think that they should do a continuation of what it was because it wouldn't make any sense of what, what Blair and Serena are doing now. Because quite honestly, I don't care what they're doing now. Because first of all, Blake Lively's a movie star and she's married to Ryan Runner, so she's doing fine. Lady Meester has that show, um, Single Parents, which is doing really well. She's really invested in comedy, and I mean Blair was our always the comedic um, undertones of the show with her one-liners, um, her and Dorota. But it would be nice if they dipped in and out once in a while. And not to mention Late Meester is married to Adam Brody and they have a daughter. daughter. So this is very great news all around. Um, this made my day. And I just think it's so great. And literally, you know, when you hear about a show doing a reboot, there's like a little bit of press on it. Every single media outlet was reporting about this. Um, CNN did a whole thing on it. CNN did it. Uh, obviously, TMZ. Blah, 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 blah. It was just like amazing. Um... And I just am so excited because this is this is good TV. And I think because this show has such high expectations, they won't botch it. Not to mention, um, it probably will be rushed. And not to mention, like I said before, HBO only puts out premium content. Premium content that is, you know, probably the greatest writers and whatnot. And when I am Friends is on this network too. So you can't have Friends on a network with a show that's not going to tank. I mean, there's no guarantee, of course, it will do well. No, no. I feel like, you know, there's so much of you know that it's almost hard to... Have a long-lasting show, but they already gave it a ten-episode order. Um, each going to be an hour long, which is how the series was. Um, so it's great, and I think this is just fabulous news. 
Um, so brava, brava, brava all around. Okay, also I want to talk to you about a show that I just binge-watched over the last week, and that is called Dead to Me. That's with Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini. Um, I know you know who Christina Applegate is. For those who don't know who Linda Cardellini is, um, she was in Lily Blum, with the Swim Split Chutney. Got up, got a latte, got a perm, went to the gym, came home, took a shower. That's her. She's iconic. It was such a good show. It was 10 episodes, each half hour long. It was so funny. Um, it was just... And James Marston's in it, too. Marston. You know, Courtney Collins from Hairspray. He's in Westworld. He's in, like, everything. 27 Dresses. Um, it was so smart. It was a great, quick watch. It's already been renewed for a season two, so don't get worried. Um, if you watch it and you're obsessed with it and you're like, oh, no, it's canceled. No, it's not. It's, there's going to be a season two. Um, the premise of the show is that Christina Applegate's husband was hit by a car. And you've come to find out throughout the series, spoiler, 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 that the car was hit by Linda Cardellini, the girl, and they meet at a grief group in um, Orange County, California, and they sort of connect, they really bond, they get along really well, but you don't find out until the end of the first season the true details of what happened, and then Linda Cardellini comes clean, and you all this stuff happens, I'm not going to give details of it, but the supporting cast is fantastic, cinematography, the writing, everything, it's great, it's such a good show. Um, so I highly recommend that. And also, I've been, like, binge-watching Friends every little... Every, every time I have, like, a minute to myself, um, I just, you know, I watch Friends because it's so good. And uh, I was really happy to get invested in the show Dead to Me. So Dead to Me on Netflix is a great show. Now, I'm going to read you a little bit of news about The Lion King, which is coming out. Well, this is just an article that came across that I read that I really, really liked. Um, strict, the strict protocol, The Lion King cast followed when meeting Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Also, once again, like, one of, the, one of the big, you know, pieces of news that was circulating around the internet was Beyonce meeting Meghan Markle. And just, like, it was sort of the picture that everybody needed. They didn't know that they needed it, but they needed it. Because I needed it. Because when I woke up and I saw it on my phone, I was literally screaming because it was the greatest thing ever. It's like, Beyonce is, like, the queen. She's the biggest, you know, pop sensation ever. She's not even a sensation. She's sort of a, she's a reigning queen. She's like Barbara Streisand, um... Barbara Streisand level, like you're not even, you're just in a different group. Bette Miller too. And Celine Dion. And Adele. I think Adele, yeah, Adele. But it was so interesting because Meghan Markle was just actress. She went to Northwestern University. A lot of friends went to Northwestern. It's a very prestigious school. She was on that show Suits on, um, I don't know what network, Sci-Fi, FX. I don't know. It was a really successful show. Patrick Adams, who's Troy Belisario's husband, was on the show too. Now, Meghan Markle went from literally, not obscurity, but like Suits wasn't, you know, Suits wasn't maybe a friend. It wasn't a gossip girl. It wasn't sort of a massive, it didn't reach a massive audience that these other shows did that I love so much. So maybe, I mean, I'm sure other people did. I actually know a friend of mine worked for the same office that cast that show because he, they, the office that cast Suits also cast Pretty Little Liars. So like I had only heard about Suits via him. I would, otherwise I would have never known who Meghan Markle was. I didn't even know it was. So she went from that to literally being bigger than Beyonce. She's married to Prince Harry and, um... She's literally in the news every single day. The press is really hard on her, but she's fabulous. And they're probably all very jealous that a, woman, a young, smart woman who was an actress literally bypassed everyone in terms of fame, success, wealth, fabulosity. She's royalty. She's literal, literally, she is royalty. And everybody else isn't. So that sucks. Okay, my name is going to read you this article that was on E! Online today. Um, once again, the, the uh, title, The Strict Protocol, The Lion King Cast Fall with Me, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Oh my gosh, in this photo, she literally just had a baby and she's so fabulous. She's wearing this black sheer, this black dress with like a, a sheer sort of neck thing, earrings. Um, she, she has the skinniest, best legs ever. She always wears the nicest heels and she's fabulous. And they literally look like they're so in love. Okay. Okay. Now let's get in. Hold on one sec. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I just go back from the, East, from the East Coast to the West Coast. Whenever I come back, my allergies are always like out of control because the breathing air is different. The AC is always on. It's just like my allergies are out of control, even in the summer. Okay. Okay. Uh, now let's get information because it's time for it's time to meet Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Ahead of the UK premiere of The Lion King last week on the cast, which features Beyonce, Donald Glover, Seth Rogen, and Billy Eichner, were given strict rules on how to greet and act around the royal couple. Quote, you're supposed to say your royal highness. You can't speak until your hands are in a handshake with his Billy, who um, voices 
who who voices Meerkat Timon, explained on Jimmy Kimmel on Thursday night. Quote, my guest I brought with me, my very good friend Jared, they said that he had to stand behind me and not speak unless he was spoken to. I'm not kidding, the actor continued. I was like, does the same rule apply to Jay-Z? I have a feeling it doesn't. The intense protocol understandably left the actor feeling nervous, to say the least. Your royal highness just sounds a little weird. Bowing feels weird, he told host Jimmy Kimmel. In my head, I'm like, what do you call her? I kept thinking she's Princess Megan. She's Princess Markle. But that sounds like a character on Super Mario Brothers. Um, give me a second while I read the rest of the girl because that like spinning wheel of thing is on my computer right now. So let me refresh the page. Um... Oh my gosh, can you imagine Beyonce and just being a fly on the wall hearing what Megan Markle says to Beyonce? Um, okay. In the end, however, everything proved to be a Kunamakatara. Quote, I completely freaked out, the comedian recalled, although they were very, very nice and totally chill and down to earth and lovely. Indeed, he's now on a first name basis with Harry. Oh my god, here I am completely freaking out, SF Rogan, about how I'm going to meet the prince. Harry and Megan, I'm crying. He tweeted earlier this week, adding, Megan and I talked about our Northwestern acting you teacher. Shout out to Mary Poole and David Downs. Oh, that's right. They both went to Northwestern. That's amazing. Oh, that's so cool. Um, As for Megan Royal, Queen B, her interaction with Megan and Harry, largely surrounded by their son, Archie Harrison, who the Royals welcome in May. Um... According to the Daily Mail's royal correspondent, Rebecca English, Beyonce told Megan her first son is so beautiful, gushing, we love you guys. Wait, let me hear this. That's it. Anyways, that's fabulous. Good for them. Royalty. Royalty. I just love royalty. I hope I marry a royal one day. You know, um, so that's just, just like fabulous news. Um, I want to see The Lion King. I've heard not so good reviews about it, but I heard it shot really well. Which, you know what? That's okay. And the music's classic. I love Disney. And, you know, this whole era of, um, you know... Re- reboots, remakes, and everything, live actions. By the way, the Maleficent, Maleficent 2, Mistress of Evil, I think I might have already talked about this, looks really, really good. I like that kind of movie. I like when Disney goes dark. Um, I recently saw Toy Story 4, which was great. I've also not a dark movie, but it's, you know, it's not your average, like, poppy, campy Disney movie. It's actually got a lot of heart and soul. Um, let's see. I'm on page six now. There's just so much going on. This I don't know who this ASAP Rocky is, but Kim K, you know, is doing her thing with Kanye and vouching for him for the president to get released, which is so great. She's, you know, she's gone from literal, like, SEX tape to reality show star to makeup line to video game artist to body concealer aficionado pro, which, by the way, everyone talks about how, like, amazing the super is because she's tapped into a market that nobody's tapped into yet, which is just fantastic. Um, she's just really great. Now, there's a lot of stuff going on in the real world of news, which I read every single day, but I don't like to report about that, but that kind of stuff is just depressing and sad and boring. Um, so I'm just going to go to Nordstrom's now because there's a Nordstrom anniversary sale. I need new clothes. And by the way, it's almost like the end of the summer, which can just almost fall, which means I'm going to be going to the East Coast because I love the fall, especially love New York in the fall when the leaves are falling. The air is cool. I can see the Broadway shows, get a coffee, walk around Central Park. Um, you know, which is just like my favorite thing in the world ever. And I'm going to be 30. So that means like I have to start finding like my life partner. And I'm going to go to New York, you know, as often as I can when I turn 30, which is August 5th, by the way. So if you want to shout out to me, happy birthday on my Instagram, which is really fun. My birthdays. My Instagram is at AndrewDemitri, A-N-D-R-E-W, period, D-E-V-I-T-R-E. I'm private, so request to follow me or send me a message and send me some love on August 5th, because I really, really love that. Um, anyways, I have a lot of stuff I have to go do. I have to go drive my friend to the airport to take a biggest car at one o'clock. Well, it's only 12 away, but I want to eat some lunch. I have to go to the bathroom. I haven't pooped yet today, and I just have my coffee, and I'm literally on speed right now because I had a Starbucks coffee. And literally, when I go like a long time without drinking coffee, and then I start drinking it again, it really, really hits me. And then I also get really bad headaches, so I have withdrawal. I don't have any addictions, or I don't have any things that I'm like addicted to or obsessed with, but coffee is like one of those things, and I have to wean myself off of it. And it's really, really hard, but then when I get back into it and hooked onto it again, I'm literally 
hooked onto it. So I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to finish my coffee. I'm going to go run some errands. I'm going to do some stuff on my computer. And I'm going to upload this episode. Thank you so, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Um, it is Friday, the 19th of July. Can you guys believe that this summer is already almost over? Literally, there's one month left and I can't even handle it. And I hate when the summer ends because this, the, like, the light changes and like the daylight savings. Like, I just can't even handle that anymore. Although I like daylight savings because I like maximizing my day and changing my sleeping schedule. But it's just out of control that we're in 2019 and we still have to change the time zones for freaking daylight savings. It should be like daylight savings never. All right. Well, ta everyone. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Have fun. Enjoy your summer. And I will touch back next week. Goodbye.